Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. And welcome back. I am Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and broadcasting around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, iHeart Radio, Simul Radio, and Simul TV. If you'd like to find out about the programming we have available for you 24 7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.com. Net. And for all the programming on the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, visit www.simultv.com. And the Exxon TV channel is channel 21. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is Rodney M. Clough. He is the author of The World Top Secret, Our Earth is Hollow. Rodney was born and raised in the American Mormon colony of Colonia uh, Drazi in what North. Is- I'm sorry? Colonia Juarez. In I'm sorry, Juarez? Yeah, All Juarez. Right. Okay, in northern Mexico, he became interested in the hollow earth theory at the age of 16 while working on a New Mexico farm where the farm manager told the workers of the theory. He thought, what an ideal place for the Lord to hide the lost tribes of Israel. After graduating from high school, Mr. Clough served a full-time mission for the Church of the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints in Mexico, where he met his wife. One year after his release, they were married in the Mesa, Arizona temple, and now they have five lovely children, 15 lovelier grandchildren, and two even lovelier great-grandchildren. For more information about Rodney Clough, visit his website at www.ourhollowearth.com. And Rodney, welcome to the Exxon, sir. Nice to be with you on the program today. Um, there you were working on on a farm in uh, New Mexico. The manager tells you about this hollow earth theory. How did he explain it to you? Well, actually, I didn't hear him. It was my friend that uh, had just uh, graduated from high school that mm-hmm. uh, spring, uh, Greg Bowman. He had been with the other boys and and they were with a man, manager, manager's son, mm-hmm. who apparently had read the Hollow Earth book by Raymond Bernard, and he just told the kids that he thought that would be an ideal place for the Lord to hide the lost ten tribes. And when my friend told me about it, uh, that really piqued my interest. And years later, when I saw an advertisement for Raymond Bernard's book, I sent off for it, and... Mm-hmm. That started my uh, re- research in depth into this theory that the Earth is hollow, and I've come up with a substantial amount of scriptural, scientific, and historical evidence that, contrary to uh, popular belief, even uh, what scientists teach in college, our Earth and all the planets and even the sun are hollow. 
All right. Uh, you, you said that you have scientific, historical, and scriptural proof to to um, to prove the theory. And I was wondering if you could tell us what are some of the scriptural proof that you have that you claim is actual proof of the hollow earth existence? Well, there are several scriptures that talk about uh, when, when uh, God sends his son again to mm -hmm. earth, uh, he, uh, all people will hear him above the earth and under the earth, it says. So, uh, but, but the main, main, main evidence is in my chapter five, Paradise Found. In Paradise Found, I describe how the scriptures describe the earth. Uh, the earth has a spirit, uh, it's a living being, mm -hmm. uh, and that spirit of the earth is the spirit world where the people, the spirits of people who die, uh, go to until they wait, uh, until they're resurrected from the dead. And now uh, the scriptures tell us plainly that in the spirit world there are two places. One is called paradise, mm -hmm. and the other is called hell, and they're separated by a great gulf. And, uh, well, that that just perfectly describes the earth because just like you and I, our spirits that are within our bodies look just like us, okay? But they're the child of God. And uh, the spirit within us uh, never dies. But when our physical body dies, the spirit leaves the body. And uh, our spirits go to either paradise or hell, which is one of the two uh, places in the spirit world of this earth. So just just like our spirits look like us, mm -hmm. the earth spirit looks like its physical body too. So in order for it to have two places separated by a great gulf, uh, it has to have a, a physical counterparts. And uh, Jesus told us uh, where paradise was. He told the thief on the cross, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Mm -hmm. Okay? But that doesn't necessarily meant that he was going there to stay, but that's where Jesus was going to meet with him after he died. And uh, prior to that, he had told the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 12, verse 40, where paradise was. He says, even as Jonas was three days and three nights in the belly of the well, even so should the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth when he died. His spirit was going to go to paradise, and that's where paradise is, in the heart of the earth. Now, in, in uh, the scriptures, you can find several references to where hell is, and it's down from our point of view here on the exterior surface of the planet. So, if you go down a certain amount of miles, you would get to the end of hell and come to a great gulf that separates hell from paradise. And in, uh, in, in Mark, uh, no, it's in Luke uh, chapter 16, uh, he, uh, the rich man, uh, the experience of the rich man and Lazarus, the poor man, uh, describes the, the great gulf because uh, Lazarus, as you know, he was a poor man and he was a beggar at the rich man's table and he would 
uh, beg for crumbs falling off of the rich man's table, and the dogs would lick, lick his sores, and he died. And he went to paradise. But the rich man, he died, and because of his acts in this life, he ended up in hell. But but didn't and, didn't didn't Christ raise Lazarus from the dead? Right. Well, this uh, this poor man is uh, a different one. It's just a parable. Okay. Okay. It's a story that Jesus was telling uh, to illustrate uh, the point of view of the spirit world. All right. Yeah, that just this, got me this, a little confused there. That was all. Yeah. Yeah, no. Lazarus was a righteous man, but uh, I think this this is a parable, just a story, not about Lazarus specifically. Sure. But uh, uh, it goes on to say that uh, the rich man died, and in hell he looked up to heaven, and, mm -hmm. and he could see uh, Abraham, and in his bosom was Lazarus. And he says, uh, Abraham, send me down Lazarus, because I'm burned up down here in hell uh, with some water. Because in hell there's no water. And uh, Abraham says, well, I'm sorry, sir, but uh, between you and us, there's a great gulf which separates uh, hell from paradise. <clears throat> and and, and <clears throat> the effect of this great separation or gulf is that you cannot come here, nor can, can we go there. Of course, after Jesus Christ uh, went to paradise, uh, he bridged the gulf. In paradise, he established his church just like he did in life here on the surface of the planet. And and then he uh, gave power to his uh, ministers to bridge the gulf and go into hell to preach the gospel. So after that, uh, anyone in hell that accepts Jesus Christ and repents for their sins, they can be given the power to bridge the gulf and go into paradise if uh, they repent of their sins. Uh, is it possible the reference made that, you know, uh, you made earlier about uh, under the earth, that this could just relate to people who are buried there under the earth? No, because it says everybody who's going to hear his voice, whether they're above the earth, under mm -hmm. the earth, or uh, in the earth. So, yeah, it's not speaking, uh, it's speaking to the live people that are alive on the mm -hmm. earth when the, the Lord Jesus comes for his second coming. All right, stand by, please. Uh, Rodney, you and I have to take our first break. And Dexo Nation, our guest this hour is Rodney Clough, and he's the author of World Top Secret, Our Earth is Hollow, and his website is ourhollowearth.com. And Rodney and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And there are many of you watching me on X-Zone TV channel saying, Rob, you're wearing a red shirt. Yeah, it's for Christmas, guys. And tomorrow I'll probably be wearing a green one. Who knows? I might just knock off the black and use different colors from now on. I don't know. I kind of like it. I'll be back. Don't go away.
And welcome back, everyone. Uh, if you could see the inside of our studio uh, facing me in the corner, somebody decided to decorate the studio with a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. <laughs> You've got to be in the media to have this kind of sense of humor. So whoever did that, Craig, thank you very much. I love that uh, Christmas tree. Exonation, uh, before I get back to our guest this hour, Rodney Clough, we have a new show starting here on the Exxon Broadcast Network in January of 2019. It is Heart to Heart with Dr. Dan and Sister Anne. And uh, we'll be telling you more as we get closer to the broadcast date. Uh, the hosts are Dan Clark and his wife, Angela Clark. So we're looking forward to uh, having Dan and Angela as part of our network. And if you have an idea for a radio show, and if you'd like to be part of our network, just send me an email, exxone at com, and I will send it to our programmers, and uh, somebody will get in touch with you and discuss your concept and your idea. All right, let's get back to the hollow earth theory. Rodney Clough is our special guest, and he's the author of World Top Secret, Our Earth is Hollow, and his website is Our Hollow Earth. Dot com. All right, that they were some very compelling uh, uh, verses from the scripture that could be interpreted as pertaining to the hollow earth. Now, let's go to the other side of the coin and talk about the scientific evidence. Okay, sure. Uh, well, in my chapter two of my hollow earth book, uh, mm -hmm. I describe... Uh, the scientific evidence that I've been able to find. And uh, I would say uh, probably the best evidence that our Earth is hollow uh, scientifically are, are, are earthquakes. Every time there's a large earthquake, even the scientists, even the orthodox scientists admit that the Earth rings like a bell. Well, think about it. What shape does a bell have? Bell is hollow. And it's made out of metal, so that's what our Earth is certainly made out of metal and is hollow. And every time uh, there's a great earthquake, the Earth rings like a bell. Have you ever heard uh, of the uh, the Schumann resonance? Yeah, I have. Okay, sure. it, it, could this be what they're pertaining to? Because the Schumann resonance is uh, seven point eight three hertz, and it's called the heartbeat of the of the uh, of the planet. And um, could this be what? they are referring to is is the Schumann resonance? Well, you know, scientists even admit that the Earth is continually vibrating. Mm -hmm. And and uh, if the Earth was full of molten lava like the orthodox science theory is, it would absorb all those vibrations. Not and necessarily. So, not necessarily. Water doesn't absorb vibrations. Well, certainly uh, uh, if the Earth is ringing like a bell, mm -hmm. it's not made out of water. It's not made out of liquid, okay? So what's down it, there? It, it, it's what's down there? Yeah. It's hollow. The earth is hollow. The shell of the earth is about 800 miles from the outside to the inside. And suspended in the center of the planet is an interior sun. And up near the poles, not at the poles, but it's close to them, about 300 miles away, are uh, large openings that uh, communicate from the outside to the inner surface. Uh, Admiral Byrd flew through the North Polar opening, the South Polar opening to the hollow earth. 
it, it was clamped down on the by the United States Navy. They didn't want this to get out to the peoples of the world. Uh, so it's actually the it's the world top secret. Well, wasn't that proven to be a hoax? Those photographs that were taken and they were seen on Google Earth, and when you know when it was verified and and checked into, it was you know nothing could be proven to substantiate the claims. Well, uh, there's there's uh, NASA scientists, there are NASA witnesses that have testified that uh, they uh, have their laboratories, that they take pictures from space, that they mm-hmm. white, white brush, uh, paintbrush out uh, any indication of uh, flying saucers. So certainly they would do the same thing from where they come from. Uh, they, they would white, whitewash out the polar opening so that it looks like uh, ice and snow. So, so are you saying there's a connection between the hollower theory and UFOs? Oh yeah, definitely. Most of the flying saucers seen around the world are come from the hollow earth. When I'm a bird flew up to the hollow earth, I met, I met this fellow up in uh, Alaska. His mm-hmm. name was John Gagne, and uh, he he was a radio announcer in Juneau for a time. And one evening he was out with some friends and saw a UFO light up above a, a mountain in in the canyon that he was in, in and uh, right. it mm-hmm. zipped off into space. Uh, uh, he came back on the radio and said, yeah. has anybody else seen this UFO that we saw on the weekend? Mm-hmm. And this lady came in uh, a day or so later and said her name was Sylvia Dalvell, that she was a friend of Admiral Byrd, and that uh, Admiral Byrd had confided in her right. that after his flight uh, through, it, through, through the North Polar opening in 1947, uh, she, he came to her and told her that uh, they had flown over the ice came to a continent covered with lush vegetation. They were sighted by flying saucers that took control of their craft with tractor beams, and they landed them near an inner Earth city, and they were given an ultimatum to take back to Washington, and that was that they considered themselves the guardians of this planet for the Creator, and they didn't want us uh, using nuclear weapons to blow up the planet. And ever since, they've sent their flying saucers out to uh, make sure that we don't have nuclear war. They've, you can go on to the on YouTube and listen to some of these expert witnesses. Um, that uh, Dr. Greer, a, oh, a medical geez. doctor. Yeah, don't get me uh, going on Dr. Greer because I think he's nothing but a fake and a charlatan. Well, but not his not his witnesses. Oh and, come on, uh, come on, come on, come on! It, L- it, listen, several let's... of his witnesses testify that flying saucers or UFOs. Uh, have prevented nuclear war. They have shut down nuclear whip, uh, nuclear missiles. Well, wait a second. Now, now you're talking about Doctor. Uh, now you're talking about Captain Robert Salas. Okay, like we're we're very in tuned uh, to what goes on around here. So yeah, I, so I, what, I understand what, that. What these flying saucers do is they uh-huh. come out here and make sure that the the ultimatum that they gave to Admiral Byrd is carried out. That, that we have no more nuclear weapons. But uh, we do have nuclear war. weapons. We do have nuclear weapons. But not you, not war. We haven't had a nuclear war since uh, atomic weapons were dropped on Hiroshima and yeah. Nagasaki in 1945. Which they should have been dropped a lot sooner. But well, that's, that's history that, for you. That's the thing is, that, see, uh, Russia and, and China and the United States mm-hmm. have all their nuclear weapons pointed at each other and they could, in the twist of war, they could just 
aim it through the polar opening and try to take out the inner inner uh, planet, the people that live inside the planet. Okay, now here's, yeah, here's, 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 here's a question. Who lives in the, in, the, in the center of the planet? Okay. Well, the first evidence that we have that of people that migrated to the hollow earth were the lost tribes of Israel that went up there 2,500 years ago. Uh, it was uh, a Norwegian fisherman when his father, uh, he wrote this book, The Smoky God. You can read it on my website. Yeah. Uh, he went up there. He, he, um, they had this legend that uh, in the North Country, uh, the chosen people lived. And so he encouraged his father, why don't we go exploring? They were up in the, the Arctic fishing, fishing, and they decided to go off uh, and, and, and try their luck, and they did. They would just happen to go right exactly through the North Pole opening, and uh, they uh, met the people of the Hollow Earth. Uh -huh. He says that they, their God is Jehovah. They told him that their God is Jehovah. Jehovah is the mm -hmm. God of the ancient Israelites. And so that's evidence right there that they are well, the lost that tribes is, of Israel. That is hearsay because there is no proof. This is just a fable, a myth, an urban legend, unless there is unequivocal proof. Okay. Here we are in the year 2018. Has anybody supplied a photograph of the of the of of the cities and of the people who were purported to live well, in we, the Hollow Earth? We, we went to Alaska in 1981. We, uh -huh. we went up there to look for evidence, and we met. Uh, Fred Sandelin, who worked up on uh, um, Prudhoe Bay, and uh, he was uh, tasked with going out and getting junk generators started up along the Dewey li Dew line. Mm -hmm. And he said in one of those Dew uh, stations, he saw some photographs of the giants of the Hollow Earth that they had, somebody had taken. But this is world top secret, something that the controllers of this world do not want the people of the world, outer world, to know about. Why not? Because they have us all uh, subjected to their international uh, debt monetary system that keeps us all slaves to them. Oh, they don't boy. want to lose their slaves. If everybody knew that there was a paradise inside mm -hmm. the earth, uh, people would uh, vacate the surface of the planet. They wouldn't have to live in debt uh, to the slave masters. So the people who live in the center of the earth, how do they sustain themselves? Well, they have an inner sun. Uh, Olaf Jansen reported that uh, the inner sun mm -hmm. is divided between its day and night sides. God created it specifically uh -huh. for the inner planet, so that it gives off exactly the amount of heat and light needed for uh, ideal situ uh, climate situations. All right, stand by. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. ExoNation, Rodney Clough is our guest. His website is ourhollowearth.com. And we'll both be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
Rodney Clough is our guest. His website is ourhollowearth.com. Rodney, what stops the the ocean, uh, the Arctic Ocean, from careening down into the hollow earth or the Antarctic uh, Ocean from careening into the into the hollow earth? Well, the polar opening in the Antarctic continent is on a continent, okay? Yeah. It's not surrounded by water, so there's no way the water can get okay. down it. But in the Arctic, the hole is in the Arctic Ocean. And the reason why water does not drain down the hole is because, un, un, contrary to what orthodox science claims, the mm-hmm. center of gravity is not in the center of the Earth solely, Okay. Because most of the mass of the Earth is in its shell, 800 miles thick shell, mm-hmm. the inner, inner sun has very little uh, mass compared to the shell of the planet. Uh, the center of gravity in the shell of the planet is uh, between the outer and the inner surfaces. According to the Inner Earth Guide uh, in the book Edadorpa, uh, is written by a man named William Morgan, who called himself I am the man in the book, uh, he was taken by an inner earth guide through cavern in Kentucky in 1827 uh, to the hollow earth through communicating caverns. And uh, the inner earth guide told him that the center of gravity in the shell is 700 miles down from the outer surface of the planet. And that's because it gets the earth gets uh, denser as you farther go down into the planet. Okay. So... Uh, uh, you have uh, the center of gravity in the shell as you're going around the polar opening. Mm-hmm. You're pulled, the water's pulled, and everything's pulled to the sides of the opening because the center of gravity is in the shell, not in the center of the planet or people living on the shell. All right, now, when it comes to the the source of light in the hollow earth, how does this work? You know, is it a sun like we have in the sky? Actually, uh, it looks bigger than ours. It's uh, it's estimated to be 600 miles in diameter and and about uh, three three thousand some odd miles from the inner surface. So it looks actually 20 about 21 times bigger than our uh, outer sun because it's closer to the people that are looking at it from the inner surface. But it's constructed differently because uh, half of it has a like a like a white cloud, and the other side is dark. Mm-hmm. It's this uh, a smoky, uh, brownish or red color that uh, Olaf Jensen called it the smoky god in his book. But uh, in the center of that dark part of the inner sun. Is also a whole, uh, an opaque round area that has lots of holes in it that lets the white uh, light come out, so it looks like the stars shining at night. But since the inner sun only rotates about once every 700 years, it uh, seems like it's stationary, and the Earth shell rotates around it. And the rotation of the shell around it is what produces the magnetic field of the Earth, because the shell of the planet has a negative charge and the inner sun has a positive charge, mm-hmm. and that causes the magnetic field of the Earth. Earth has, Earth has a real powerful so, magnetic so field. So would the hollow Earth 
the, the land mass that these people live on, would it be flat or round? They have one continent uh, that covers the whole inner surface except for mm-hmm. one ocean that extends from the Arctic to the Antarctic. I estimate about 4,000 miles across. But most of the land inside is uh, a continent. In fact, they have three-quarters land where we have three-quarters ocean on the outer surface. Mm-hmm. So they actually have more land inside the Earth than, the, than we do. And do they have animals down there as well? Oh, yeah. Well, Admiral Byrd took uh, photographs of mammoths wandering on the terrain below. They have mm-hmm. uh, giant turtles. Olaf Jensen described them seven feet tall and 20 feet long. They have uh, mammoths that are uh, 120 feet long and 75 feet tall, as tall as our giant uh, dinosaur bones that we've been able to find. And there's birds also that are the same size as here, but other ones that have wingspan of like 20 feet that, that look like you know, little Piper Cub airplanes. So they have all kinds of animals. Uh, in in Antarctica, down near Antarctica, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a, an island where they found a, close to the, well, uh, the where the polar opening uh, emits out from the South Polar area. Uh, they found some skeletons of giant penguins that were about nine feet tall. And so Olaf Jansen, he reported those giant penguins before they were coming out through the South Polar opening. So where, where are the skeletons of the penguins now? Well, uh, they found one in uh, New Zealand, mm-hmm. and they found one uh, down in, on the Antarctic, a little island next to the Antarctic. And are they available for the public to see? Oh, yeah, you can go on the Internet and look at the. No, 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 I, I don't mean the Internet. I mean, is there a museum? where people can actually walk in and, and see these skeletal remains, because I don't believe anything on the Internet. Well, I, I'm sure they have the skeleton somewhere where they picked them up and, mm-hmm. and took them, but I don't know exactly where they've got them. Does it, does it, do they have a climate down in the hollow earth? Does it rain, for example? Uh, well, there's a mist that comes up from the ground because the inner earth sun is a little bit uh, not quite as hot on the uh, on the dark side as it is on the light side, mm-hmm. and so come evening, uh, there's a change in temperature and there's a mist that goes up from the ground and it causes uh, a lot of vegetation to grow to really, really, really lushly. Olaf uh, Jens reported uh, trees a thousand feet tall. Uh, they're just uh, all kinds of uh, vegetation uh their apples for example from their apple trees are everything everything grows big in all the earth the apples are as big as your head peaches uh grapes are as big as peaches uh he says that the, the climate is just perfect for uh the people that live there and actually according to the lost books of the bible that's where uh the lost garden of eden is it's in the hollow earth he, Olaf Jensen reported that the uh, capital city of the Hollow Earth is the Garden of Eden. It's built around the Garden of Eden where our first parents were placed. It's on the highest mountain plateau of the inner continent on their, on their southern hemisphere, which is under our northern hemisphere because uh, the, the directions of the compass inside the Earth are just opposite of ours because of the magnetic field. goes in the north and comes out 
the south uh, magnetic field lines. And so their south pole is uh, our, our north pole, mm -hmm. and their north pole is our south pole. What is the estimated population of the of the inhabitants of the center of the Earth? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think because it has a, a continent much larger than ours, mm -hmm. uh, they have three-fourths land of 16,000 miles from one side to the other on this intercontinent. Uh, they, they have the ability, they have the space to have enough people that, uh, you know, to have more people than we do, but I don't know. Uh, I don't have an estimate of the how many people live there. Do they do they have electricity? What kind of buildings do they live in? What is their educational standards? You know, what kind of machinery do they have? Yeah, Olaf Jensen reported they no, live no. Uh, 800, 900 years old. In fact, uh, I, I believe that they have the technology to live indefinitely. But they don't go to college, don't go to school until they're 20 years old, and then they go for 30 years. Mm -hmm. So they uh, living uh, 800, 900 years, they could have a tremendous buildup of uh, knowledge, and that's why they have uh, flying saucer technology much more advanced than what we have here on the exterior. In fact, I, I believe the flying saucer technology that our government has been able to back engineer is from flying saucers that were, they knocked down, that came out here to, like, Roswell, New Mexico. Oh, yeah. So tell me, have you ever seen a UFO? One time I was uh, swimming in a swimming pool with my granddaughter, and mm -hmm. I looked up, I saw this disc up there. It was just stationary, so I couldn't tell for sure if that was a UFO or not, mm -hmm. but it looked like a flying saucer up there. And after a while, I looked, and it had it gone, so... But I haven't. I've, I've had a lot of friends that have had uh, first-hand experiences with. Uh, I worked as a musician in my high school after I uh, got married, and my boss, uh, he would go visit uh, northern seminaries uh, in northern Mexico mm -hmm. as part of his job, and he told me that on the way home one evening, uh, his car just stopped. He was going, it was going in the in the night down this straight road, you know, and and uh, just the engine quit, and he looked off in the desert to his left, and he saw this flying saucer sitting out there on the desert, all lit up with lights and little men walking around him. Pretty soon they got in and zipped off into space. And there's no pictures, right? Well, uh, he didn't, he it was at nighttime, and he wasn't even thinking about taking pictures or anything. He was just wondering why his car wasn't wasn't running. All right, stand by, sir. We've got to take our final break. Exxon Nation, our guest this hour is Rodney Clough, and his website is ourhollowearth.com. And uh, we'll both be back on the other side of this break as we continue and wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
All right, so let me see if I understand this. The hollow earth is in the middle of the earth. The earth, in fact, according to those who believe in the hollow earth theory, say that it is it has its own sun. It Correct. has one landmass that is 16,000 miles wide. And, yeah, and, and it has a shell from the outside of the inner surface of about 800 miles. Okay. And, and this is where you believe that the lost tribes of Israel are, and this is where you believe that the original Garden of Eden is, or was. Yes. Why? Because uh, uh, Olaf Jansen, for example, uh -huh. he, he, you talk about scientists that say that the earth is molten inside. Have you ever heard of anybody going down there and finding that molten? No. Oh, yeah. It, we, yeah. Well, we yeah, have, it's called, we, it's called we, lava. You know, it's very simple. Gosh, we've got a home in Hawaii, and we look at a volcano and the the red bubbly stuff that used to come out of these volcanoes is called lava. Yeah, but if the earth was full of lava, it, it, it would be breaking up and the continents would be sinking every day. Not really. Sure. Why? Explain that to but me. Because, well, because uh, lava is liquid. Yes. So continents can't float on liquid. Well, this is why the continental shelves are floating. This is why the, the plates shift and float. Because of the liquid. And when, no. when people take oil out of the ground, what they're doing, in my opinion, is they're taking out the, the, the blood of the earth. And this is why we have more, uh, more sustained uh, uh, earthquake activity in certain places. Well, uh, the inner earth guide who took uh, Willie Morgan to the hollow earth through a cavern in Kentucky yeah. explained how the Earth was formed as a space bubble. All right, sir, and, I, I understand. I understand this, but I where's the proof? You keep on mentioning Olaf Jansen, and I I haven't heard anything that could be classified as proof. There's no photographs that could be authenticated, and if this was real, wouldn't the scientific community know about this? Wouldn't people be talking about this? You know, and just to say it's got something to do with the government conspiracy to control the uh, the people on Earth. You know, these are wild statements that are made on the Internet without any basis of reality. So, my son is a scientist. He's oh a bioengineer and scientist. Okay. And when he was going to ASU, mm -hmm. uh, he, he brought up the subject of flying saucers, and yeah. they shut him down just like this. Yeah. That's what they do. This is world top secret. And anybody that, tries to, that has any credentials, they try to smash them down. And make fun of them and ruin their career. Well, you must admit it. This it is, is, a this is the it's way. Wild. This is the way they keep it secret, by making fun of people that see UFOs, that uh, believe in UFOs, and and where they come from. Well, they come from the hollow earth and from other planets. But there's no proof. Sure, there's proof. Where? It's all around you if you open your eyes, and read a little bit. Oh, you must read a different Bible than I do. Well, it's it's even in the Bible. It, the uh, interpretation. You read Ezekiel, you'll read about a flying saucer that came and and in a dream. Palestine. In a dream. It was not a dream. He was even taken up above the earth and looked down on the landmass. So, 
It's whatever you want to believe. That's right. I respect your opinion. You know, but, but listen, I would I love believe. I would love to hear somebody come on this show and give me evidence instead of a lot of hearsay. This guy Olaf Jansen said this, he did, said that, he said this, he said that. These people from Kentucky went down this well, cave. Orthodox, Orthodox scientists don't have one 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 person that uh -huh. has gone to the center of the earth to prove that there's the earth is full of Molten lava. Well, has there been an Orthodox? We have about seven people that have gone to the Hollow Earth, eyewitnesses that have gone to the Hollow Earth and testified. Who did they testify to? Their dying day. Who did they testify to? Who did they testify to? Well, obviously, you have never read Olaf Jensen's book. No, and I don't want intend to. Well, see, your mind is made up, and 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 you don't want to believe it. So you believe whatever you want to believe. I want, if somebody could come, like I said, not only to me, but to other people. And you wouldn't believe a word they said. Show me the proof. I'm a, I'm a former police investigator. I don't deal in hypothetical situations. I don't deal in stories, folklore, myth. I deal in facts. Well, Olaf, Olaf Jensen went to the Hollow Earth. How do you uh, know that? William, William Morgan went to the Hollow Earth. How do you know that? Heard Flew to the Hollow Earth. How do you know that, times. sir? How do you know and that? And he was shut down by the United States Navy military intelligence. How do you know that? And to his very dying day, he declared that the Earth was hollow and that he had been to, to, to the Hollow Earth, and yet they put a clamp down on, on him. But how do you know that, sir? Well, there is evidence. And whether you accept the evidence or not doesn't take away the truth of the evidence. Or, sir, it doesn't give any credence, and it could just be a bunch of bunk like 95% of everything on the Internet is. Well, whatever you call bunk, watch what you say. Because... Why? Because the truth is that our Earth is hollow. Prove it. Earth Prove Rune, it. And, you know, like you're making bell. a statement that can't be substantiated. It's hollow. Sir, you're making and statements that cannot be substantiated. So why should I watch it? I'm not telling you you have to watch it. You don't have to believe anything that you don't want to believe. Well, is you it? Is it exactly what you want? If you can believe that the earth is is solid and full of lava, it's 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 all in your head. Oh, it is. Is it? It sure is. Uh huh. Because the Earth is not full of lava. Well, every, how every time there's a giant earthquake, the Earth rings like a bell, and oh. a bell is hollow. Why do you believe this so? So, why do you believe in this so forcefully? What What do you know that the rest of the world doesn't know? That the Earth is hollow, and all the other planets are hollow too. Uh huh. And even our sun is hollow. Uh huh. You can see in my chapter uh, two of the scientific evidence the polar openings of Venus, of Jupiter, of Saturn, of uh, Neptune, mm -hmm. and NASA has taken photos of these and published them on the internet. And whether you want to believe anything that's on the internet or not, those are photos from scientists that have been to those planets 
and a photograph they're probably oh, opening. Oh, 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 wait, wait a Earth. minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me that scientists have already gone to pl the the planets? Well, they've sent their robots, their oh, I spacecraft, okay. All right. to take pictures of them. Well, listen, and, if this hollow Earth theory is legitimate and they have all this marvelous engineering down there, including flying saucers, why wouldn't they just let us borrow a flying saucer to zip off to these planets to get the evidence? Well, they've taken people to the moon. Uh, we met with uh, Howard Menger at the UFO conference in 1990 in Phoenix, mm -hmm. Arizona. Mm -hmm. uh, he was uh, showing his uh, uh, little flying saucer he had made as a as a, as a hobby there. Uh, at one time, he tells us in his book uh -huh. how he, uh, when he was six years old, uh, playing on his farm, father's farm, uh, he went out in the woods and he met this beautiful woman. Next to her was her flying saucer from Venus. And uh, they asked her, she asked him if uh, when he got to be of age, he would help them as they were coming to Earth to help us. Uh, in various things, and uh, when he became of age, uh, he started helping them uh, come uh, customize to their to Earth customs. All right, I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight. You're a little uh, bit out there, and um, let, let me just see. I, I was trying to keep track. So the Earth is hollow. That is where the lost tribes of Israel are. That is where the original uh, Garden of Eden is. Uh, let me see. That is where the UFOs come from, and all the planets are are hollow, just like the Earth is. Penguins down. Uh, let me see. He was he was giving us. Uh, let's see. The the grapes are the size of a of a head, and uh, some other weird stuff. And this guy Olaf Jensen. You know, like where's the proof? If here we are in the year 2018, how come nobody's got photographs? How come? All you hear is this bibble babble from people who believe in UFOs, believe they add the, the old adage of the Bible in there. They don't make any sense. And when you ask them for proof, they can't provide any because they don't have any. It's, it's, it's fiction at its best. Oh, oh, and, and by the way, don't forget, you can buy his book. Now, there's incentive. So what does your grandfather do? Oh, my, my grandfather writes about UFOs, the center of the earth, and I think he's a little wingy, but he's grandpa. I guess it comes with age. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My goodness, watch out for the Hollow Earth Gang. <laughs> 